Good morning, everyone. And good morning to everyone who's watching online as well. I want to direct you to our screens. I have a picture there in just a second because we have something very exciting. Is it up there? No. Uh, Today at 2 o'clock, we want you to come to Camp Sumatanga. We have a baptism. Oh, there they are. There's the Thornbergs right there on the screen. Uh, They're being uh, baptized today, the kids and Kevin. So that's at 2 o'clock. And also Merritt Norris is being baptized. Oh, there's Merritt at 2 o'clock as well at Camp Sumatanga. So you're welcome to join us out there. Um, Catherine Barnes needs help with Vacation Bible School. So she's having a work day today after service. So if you would like to help her decorate, set up, um, she would love to have your help. Um, I want to let you know the youth are having tacos this Wednesday. We're making tacos together. So if you're feeling youthful, come and join us. Vacation Bible School is going to be June 5th through the 8th. One of the ways you can help if you haven't signed up yet is you can bring snacks uh, for all the volunteers that are working. They have a snack room and they like to eat on their break, so join us for that. Um, Sunday, June the 11th, two weeks away, we're having a luncheon after church because, as you know, Pastor Sam's retiring and I'm moving to Pell City, so we're all having a little last party together on June 11th. Um, Sunday, July 2nd, want to make sure you're at church because you'll get to hear the new pastor and see the new pastor, Sherry Reynolds, here. So a lot of exciting stuff going on here in the life of the church. And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship on this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Remembering all that God has done for us and has given to us, now we give back to God our tithes and offerings. Let us pray. God, I pray your blessings on the gift and the giver as we return tithes and offerings back to you. We pray, Lord, that you would use these tithes and offerings to be a blessing to others, to further the ministries of this, your church, and Lord, to further your kingdom's purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Please be seated. I want to say hello and add my greetings, Pastor Andy's greetings to you earlier. Hello to you if you're worshiping with us online and you're at the lake or at the beach somewhere or at the mountains. We're glad you're connected with us in this way and uh, we are proud to be here. We are. And we want to invite you to share your uh, joys with us and your celebrations. We want to invite you to share your prayers and your concerns with us so you can go to our beautifully done newsletter by going to fumcgasson.org to our website or you can go to your app store on your phone and you can download for free I'm just telling you you can't get a better deal than that our free church app if you haven't already done that you can see the prayer requests we already have on there and you can send a prayer request to us or you can celebrate with us you can read what's coming up next you can join us with our live stream Bible study. You can do all kinds of things. You can sign up to volunteer for Vacation Bible School or you can, if you have a, a kid or you have a neighbor that hasn't already signed up to register for Vacation Bible School, you can do all that stuff. So I encourage you to do that. More than that, um, I encourage you to join with me right now as we go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, you are always more willing to listen to us than we are to talk to you. Your arms are always open and your heart is always open to us. There's no need too big or too small. There's nothing that's too trivial. If it burdens our hearts, Lord, you ask us to bring our burdens to you. We also celebrate and we rejoice, Lord, for all the good things that you have done for us. We even rejoice, Lord, that through the hard times, you have somehow built into us something that we need for later on down the journey. Lord, you have strengthened us. You have give us, given us perseverance through the difficulties that we have been through, and we're thankful. God, we trust you with the needs that we have of those that are near and dear to our hearts that are struggling right now with physical needs or, or just emotional, mental needs or just need a little extra strength for the journey. The needs around us in our community and around our nation and around our world are so great, Lord. Sometimes it's overwhelming, but nothing is bigger than you, Lord, and nothing is impossible for you. So we, Lord, lift up those who need you the most right now, including ourselves, and our prayers that are spoken and unspoken, we lay them at your feet today. Teach us even now to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Miss Catherine's going to be taking our children to children's church right now. She's down here to my left and to your right. And here comes my buddies. We're going to have fun being baptized this afternoon. All right. Now, the rest of us are going to stay here. We're going to stand together as you're able and join us in our hymn of preparation. Breathe on me, breath of God. Number 420.
I know this is Pentecost Sunday because our choir is on fire. <laughs> I know that sounded real cheesy, but I had to say it. I just love hearing them sing. This is Pentecost Sunday, and this is Memorial Day weekend. And hmm, let's see what we can do with those two things. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21 is our scripture today. And you are invited to turn over there with me you want to grab a pew Bible and follow along or on the screen or however you love to do that. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were together in one place and suddenly from heaven there came the sound like a rush of a violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in, his, in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds and power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, it will be, God declares. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So what do you get when you cross Pentecost Sunday with Memorial Day? I don't know. I was trying to think of some common denominator because it doesn't always fall like this. It always seems like, always seems like Pentecost is over into June. It always seems to be around annual conference time. And this year it has fallen on the same weekend. So I was trying to think of maybe some common denominators or something between Memorial Day and Pentecost Sunday. And I think I've hit on a couple, all right? One is a phrase, hurry up and wait, okay? Anyone who's ever served in the armed services, and I have not, any of y'all served in the armed services, I can thank you for your service today, some of you have, all right? So if you have, um, 
then you are familiar with the phrase, hurry up and wait. Because what's hap what happens, I'm told, is that the higher ranking service members give an order. Let's say that everybody has to be somewhere at two o'clock. And the mid-level uh, mid brass tells the lower service members, y'all have to be there at one o'clock instead of two o'clock. And I always picture I always picture Sergeant Carter on Gomer Pyle USMC uh, getting in, in Gomer's face and saying, move it, move it, move it. Did y'all ever watch that? Oh, and Gomer says, golly, okay. So the mid-level leaders do this because they want to make good and sure that nobody misses the higher-ups deadline of two o'clock, so they tell them to be there at one o'clock. And so they scramble and they run and they, they hurry and they get there by one o'clock and then they have to stand at attention or stand on deck or wherever they have to wait until the actual deadline. They hurry up and wait, right? Okay, so Jesus told the disciples in Luke 24, 49, I'm sending you what my father promised, talking about the Holy Spirit. So I want you to stay, I want you to wait King James Version says, tarry. I want you to tarry in Jerusalem until you have been clothed from power on high. And then Jesus ascended into heaven and they were looking up, watching Jesus into, go into the clouds. And then two higher ups, two angels in white robes came and stood beside them and said, what are you doing just looking up in the clouds? Move it, move it, move it. And that's what they did. They moved it to Jerusalem and they went to the upper room and they hurried up and they waited. And then the second thing about Pentecost that reminds me about Memorial Day is the, the whole concept of chain of command, right? Because when you're given an order by the highest ranking chain uh, person in the chain of command, you don't negotiate and you don't uh, do argue, you just follow the command because that's the way it works. And Jesus' disciples, along with the other men and women, totaling 120 people, we don't know who all was there, they went and they hurried up and they waited, not because it was fun, but because they were told to by Jesus. And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place in what was called the upper room. And let me just kind of pause here and say a word about Pentecost. This is just a, a reminder to you if you know all about Pentecost or this is something maybe you just always wondered what Pentecost was. It's uh, one of the biggest Jewish feasts, one of the festivals that they had to celebrate. It was 50 days, that's where the root of the word comes, Pentecost 50 days after Passover. And it really had two meanings in this celebration. One was the celebration and the commemoration of the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai. And then the second meaning was kind of an agricultural celebration in gratitude for the harvest. It was right around the barley harvest. So loaves of barley were offered to God in Thanksgiving because if they didn't have a good harvest, they didn't eat. So they were very, very thankful. So it was uh, a day that no work could be done, not by uh, the people, not even by the servants. 
And every one, every Jewish person who lived within 20 miles of Jerusalem was required to come to Jerusalem to celebrate Pentecost. And everyone that was anywhere that was able to go went. And so the city would be packed with people from all over the place. Now we just read in verses, I think, 9 through 11, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents, residents of Mesopotamia. I, I don't know. I probably mispronounced half of them. But I am proud of myself because being from Alabama, I said Arabs and not Arabs. Because uh, you ever been to Arab, Alabama? I have. My point is it kind of looked like the international gate in the Atlanta airport. Have you ever been to the international gate? And people from all over, okay, all different languages, dressed all different ways, all different cultures, all different walks of life. They were gathered the third thing that reminds me of Pentecost and Memorial Day together is, is the whole aspect of remembering because Memorial Day is all about remembering. Uh, I used to get Veterans Day and Memorial Day con confused. Has anybody ever done that? I, but, and I would call Veterans Day Memorial Day, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and forget which was which. But Veterans Day is for all those who have served uh, and then Memorial Day is for the ones who gave the ultimate sacrifice of their lives. So Pentecost Sunday is also a time to look back and remember, a time to look back and to be thankful, a time to remember but not get stuck in the past, right? But not get stuck in the past. Because Pentecost is all about the new thing that God is doing that's why we have the symbols of the, of the fire and the wind. And it, it's like the, the Holy Spirit blows newness into our lives. The song, uh, one of my favorite um, Pentecost hymns that we sang was Breathe On Me Breath of God. And that's about new life being breathed into us. So what does the Holy Spirit come when the Holy Spirit brings wind and fire into our lives? Power and boldness, right? love and guidance and support everything the church was going to need to accomplish everything God wanted the church to do was what was given in the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit was going to bring something else besides power and boldness and love and guidance and comfort I just want to touch on that for just a little bit just for a little bit because it's so important to highlight a couple of things one is unity Notice that I did not say uniformity. That's a different unity. In Genesis chapter 11, we read the story about um, the Tower of Babel. Does anybody remember the story about the Tower of Babel? Everybody was, thought they were so smart and so good and so together. In Genesis chapter 11, the story goes, they were, they were basically selfish, basically greedy, Genesis 11:4. here's what the people said. They said, come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower with its top to the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. So I'm gonna read that verse again, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna highlight some words in that verse and I want you to listen to the words that I emphasize. Come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower with its top to the heavens let us make a name for 
ourselves. Do you see? It was about selfishness. It was about greed. It was about pride and lifting, lifting up of themselves. And so God came down and confused their languages, right? Confused their languages and scattered them. So the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, was a reversing of Babel. There was no greed in the upper room that day. There was no selfishness, no pride. There was nobody that was seeking to make a name for themselves. Nobody wanted to be a superstar. There they were from all over the place, all different walks of life, men, women, young, old, all together. Despite their differences, they had unity of purpose. Their unity of purpose was doing something because that's what Jesus told them to do. And then when the Spirit came, it says they spoke in tongues, they spoke in other languages. Not so people would think, wow, aren't you special? But so that all the people that I mentioned earlier from all those different countries and all those different walks of life could hear the good news in their own native language. I want you to imagine going back to the international gate at the Atlanta airport. And imagine you've arrived in Atlanta from another country, wherever it might be, and you're going through and you're looking around and you're thinking, oh my goodness, where am I? And then all of a sudden you hear over the PA system something in your own native language. You're going to stop. You're going to listen, right? It's going to pick up your attention. And I think that's what Pentecost is about, not about the speaking as much as it is about the listening. And here's the cool thing. I think that if the church can come together today, if we, like that first group of 120, could set our own differences aside and focus instead on our common desire just to listen to Jesus and do what Jesus said to do, if we can come together and wait expectantly on the promise of the Father, the same Holy Spirit that filled them 2,000 years ago can fill us today and move us forward together. What happens when the Spirit comes? There's unity. What happens when the Spirit comes? There's change. Because the disciples were changed. Tongues of fire sat upon them, representing the, the purifying of the Holy Spirit, burning away all the chaff in their lives. I, do you have chaff that needs to be burned away? Sometimes my chaff is my attitude. I need it just to be burned away. Everything, sometimes I just pray, God, just, just burn away by the Holy Spirit everything in me except for love of God and love of neighbor so that the gold inside of me can be purified. And that is a change. It changed, it changed the apostle Peter who denied Jesus three times and who stuck his foot in his mouth more than once. It changed him into a bold preacher of the gospel. But change is scary. Even if it's good change, it's still scary. It's hard to accept on top of being scary because you know what we do? I say we because I'm pointing to myself too. We get infatuated with the status quo and we think, oh, we've always done it this way. We're in a rut, you know. But we genuinely, truthfully have to get over that because God is breathing new life and new wine, God sends the Holy Spirit to comfort the afflicted, right? But also to afflict the comfortable. 
Amen or oh me or something. We do. We get comfortable. So if we're open to the changes God wants to make in us, imagine what God can do. You know who can help us with getting comfortable with change? The youth group can. Can't they? They can. Because, you know, the youth group and the children, the young folks, they don't, they don't mind if somebody looks different, somebody uh, talks different, somebody's from a different place. They just, we're just all here. We're all here. We're wanting to enjoy each other's company. Who knows? Maybe we could learn something by watching them. So the fourth thing I want to share, and this is the last thing that connects Pentecost and Memorial Day, has to do with um, this season of the year, and it is commencement. Um, so we remember the past, but then we commence together. A few weeks ago, I, I, I was looking at May, and some, I heard a couple people in congregations say May is the new December just because everything seems to be happening in May, and that's true. So busy. I said a few weeks ago that May is the most thresholdy month of the year. Uh, and, and by that, I mean we're, we're either coming to a threshold, we just passed the threshold, or we're standing on a threshold, about, about to go forward, right? So we have graduations. I, I, oh, I just wish you could have seen our early learning center graduation. They were so proud and so, and Miss Debbie got up here and read a letter for every one of the graduates. Our Stripling kindergarten graduation was so inspiring, so beautiful. Just wall to wall, just standing room only. And the kids were so happy and the parents were so happy and the staff and the children, they did so well. Mr. Ash was so proud. High school graduations. I bet all of you have at least one member of your family that graduated from somewhere College graduations, everywhere you turn around, there's people crossing the threshold. Have you ever wondered, though, why graduations were called commencements? That's kind of a funny word. Until you start to looking at it, and being the word nerd that I am, I look at words, and it comes from a Latin word, the Latin word com, which means together, C-O-M, and then initiare, which means to begin. So I put those two together, and I think commencement literally means to begin together. Graduation usually seems like it's the end. Woo, we throw our hats up into the air. Yay, we did it. We finally finished, right? But in the end is also a beginning, and we're beginning together. Pentecost, I say, is the commencement of the church. It's when the church begins, and they began together. That's exactly what we're celebrating today. The fact that the church began together 2,000 years ago at the first Pentecost, they put aside whatever differences they had because something that, something that they were striving for was bigger than themselves. Bigger than who hurt whose feelings. Bigger than their differences. And that was the message of the love of God in Christ Jesus. My prayer is as we remember, and we need to, as we remember, 
when we gather together. As we come into this place of worship, that it's not just an end in itself, that we don't just come in to this place as consumers, but we come in here so that we can be changed by the wind and the fire of the Spirit and so that we can leave this place commencing together. That's where the power is in us commencing together. Have you ever found yourself feeling powerless? Um, if you've ever watched the news lately and see what's going on in the world, you, you say, wow, these problems are so big and I'm so small, I'm just one person. But then I think about those 120 gathered in the upper room 2,000 years ago. Did they not have problems in their world? Yeah, you bet. Did they not have problems in, in the community where they lived, in their homes, in their own lives? How did they have the power to commence? How did they go from that place and turn the world upside down? So simple, y'all. So easily forgotten, but let's remember today. We just have to. We have to remember that it can only come from God. It can only come from the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot, on our own effort, commence together. It must come from the Holy Spirit. Do you think God is still willing to pour his spirit out upon our, our world, on our, our, our community, our church, our lives? Is God still willing to do that, do you think? I believe God is. I don't think that's the question at all. If God is willing, I, I wonder if we're willing to set aside our, our differences and our selfish ambitions and to focus instead on what our common purpose is. May it be so, even today. Let us pray. And gracious God, even as you poured your spirit out upon your servants, upon all your servants, upon all flesh. Do it again. And help us to be open, Lord, to, to whatever purifying fire you need to bring into our lives, whatever new life you need to bring into our deadness. Help us to be your witnesses, just like you said we would. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our closing hymn is a hymn of commencement. It is number 698, God of the Ages. And I want to invite you to stand as you're able and sing this with all your heart. Number 698, God of the Ages.
Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth one life at a time. Amen.